When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Bar Down Breakdown, episode 226, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Justin, my friend, what is going on, dude? Uh, currently watching the Bolts uh, beat the Panthers one more time in a week. <laughs> so I will take it. Tampa's 4-1 and one right now. They're taking on the Panthers, who are three and three right now, and uh, you know what? I'm loving it every single second of it. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but the Islanders have had some epic preseasons in the past, and then did dog shit during the regular season. So, at the end of the day, preseason really means nothing. It's really just a way to fine tune the lineup. Um, but you know, we're here, man. Like when this episode drops, it's the first week of the NHL season and couldn't be more excited for that. Um, also, just like for the first time in a very long time, I might not be able to watch the Islanders season opener. Um, I can't even Ooh. remember a season opener that I missed, but I actually have a wedding with like all of my Islander friends. So, you know, they're all going to be having it on at the wedding. I, like... I would have met, I would imagine the game is going to be on somewhere, especially since like the bride and groom are both big <laughs> Islander fans. Like, they might be the ones that bust out a TV or get it on a TV somewhere, but it should be fun to, you know, be around all my Islander friends and potentially watch it. But, I'm so used to like having either a meetup or just like getting together with my friends or actually going to the game if I was still living on Long Island. So a little weird. The season opener is always a pretty special night. Very exciting. And uh, we made it like we're here. I know we've mentioned it on the podcast a bunch. I'm not like over the moon excited about like the Islanders. I think. They're going to be a dog. It's going to be a dog fight the entire season for them, and especially in that division. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know, they they locked up a lot of guys long term over the summer, and that can go either way. Like either they're going to now prove themselves that they deserve the money, or they might just coast it and be like, "Oh, I'm good. I got my final." My final contract, this is going to set me over for retirement. I'm good now. Um, <laughs> so it can go either way. We shall see. Um, so but I actually have a funny story. So um, funny enough, I think I was I was talking to Mikey about this a little bit before. But uh, three years, basically to this date, we had this same guest on the podcast. 
And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because um, three years ago, you know, the, the podcast was doing these intro uh, talks before going into the episode too. And that intro specifically, and I was trying to remember why it was so offset. It was because of the pandemic, but the Islanders had just lost game seven to Tampa. Pretty sure it was yeah. game seven. So it was that weird season where the playoffs were going like well into, you know, September, end of September. Yeah. Um, the Stanley Cup was of, in October, basically. Yeah. Just because of that weird COVID, you know, trying to finish the season because of the COVID lockdown. It is weird, man. Like I I had to obviously go back and, and listen to the episode that we did three years ago with this guest because it's been so long and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like basically have the same interview over again. But um, yeah, it, it, a lot has obviously changed since the episode originally aired. Um, But like your optimism for the Islanders has definitely changed. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's what happens when you get rid of a Stanley cup winning coach with Barry Trotz and mm-hmm. you know, that, that comes with the territory. But we shall see. But either way, we're, we're super excited to talk with Zach Johnson from the Ghost Inside back on the pod. So let, let's just get right to the interview because we're super excited for him. So here's Zach Johnson, Ghost Inside. And we are back with our buddy Zach Johnson from the Ghost Inside. Zach, man, long time no see. What's going on, man? Just uh, hanging out. Uh, got got back from pretty what's been the busiest year the band's had since 2015, and now I'm getting to relax a little bit. I'm gonna go see our our boys in Parkway Drive tonight. After this, nice. damn, yeah, that's see the big sweet. fire. <laughs> Yeah, see the big fire show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. it's funny because uh, you know, we you're a return guest. We had you on right in the middle of the pandemic. Like it was maybe starting to kind of tail out a little bit where at least you guys were like starting to talk about, you know, booking some shows like in 2021 and whatnot. So that's how long it's been. And obviously a lot has changed since then. So um, I guess let's kind of just kind of uh, catch up to what's been going on. I know you just did like a pretty long run with Under Oath, right? 
Yeah, we did a, a co-headline tour with them that was the U.S. and Canada. And uh, right before that, we did a Euro uh, European festival run. We had like four days off between the two. And uh, so, yeah, we're we're back now. And you were talking about that, like how before the pandemic, you guys had a few of those European festivals booked. And then obviously the pandemic shut it down. And then you were also talking about how once things ba opened back up, like that was kind of where you wanted to go. It was play some of those European festivals. I think it was like one in Germany you were talking about. So did you end yeah. up getting to play that one? We did. Yeah, uh, that was a full force festival. And we 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 closed that night. So that was like our big German return. It it might have been one of the like, I don't know. It, it's, it's a highlight set for us. You know, our first show back at the shrine was huge, but this this was really, really close. So we got to do that one and uh, all those rescheduled uh, shows. We did those. Was it summer of 21? No, it was last. Was it last year? It, it might have been. A blur. These it's past a blur. Years. <laughs> time is a complete blur. Yeah, right now. Uh, I'm also just getting back to normal life, you know. Yeah. But yeah, we got to we got to do all those here. I'll I'll show you this. This was a. Uh, a little a photo from the end of our set oh that's sick oh my god yeah awesome. yeah it was it was super wild from what i hear like german fans are like the most supportive but also then like kind of the most matter of fact at least like that's what i've heard like they it ain't metal dude they like, metal love metal. Metal. they love it yeah they're uh they're just very honest yeah. And uh, a lot of the honesty is opinion based honesty, but I, I love them. I love them. I missed it. I, I miss hearing, like, oh, you guys, you, you gained some weight, but your set was good. <laughs> you guys are looking older. <laughs> or, you know, what, what, why would you open with that song? I'm like, well, it's the first one off the record. So that's why we did. But okay. You know, <laughs> but no, they're. Germany is insane for, you know, for heavy music. Like, I don't think there's a better place for it. And the way they do festivals is, is insane. You know, I, they're, they're unmatched with that. So it, it felt good to get back to that. We did those shows. And then this year we did uh, an Empiricon festival run with some, mm -hmm. some shows we added and then had some time off and went and did the other festival run. Like, uh, Grass Pop and Copenhagen and uh, all all those fun ones. And and then I did see that you were like one of the few bands to actually play Blue Ridge, right? Because there was just absolutely terrible weather, right? It was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah, we we finished our set, and then Alpha Wolf started on the the stage like on the other side of the festival and i'm pretty sure they were the last band to actually play mm -hmm. so like we we got off stage and it started sprinkling and then by the time we had like changed our clothes it was it was coming down Oof. uh yeah it was it was pretty tough and then 
you know, everyone was kind of flooding out of the festival at the same time. So it was, it was no joke, you know? I think Mike, you experienced that out over at four court festival too, right? I did. So there was like a tornado that actually touched ground, not too far from where the festival was. And we're in the middle of a baseball stadium. So it's like, where do you go? (laughs) And then like your cars are so far away from where you're, you're, you know, there you know at for the baseball on the baseball stadium so it's just like you're stuck there and we were stuck there for hours it it was kind of a crappy situation but we understood that the event promoters and whatnot were doing was what was safest for everyone um just kind of hearing it happen more frequently with like these crazy storms coming through you know during festivals but can't really control mother nature (laughs) No, I mean, the best thing that the only thing that could be done is, you know, if if it happens a few years in a row, maybe it's just not a good time of year or the right the right location. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we were we were very fortunate. We got to play. We got out of there. You know, our gear was dirty. That's the only which if that's our biggest complaint, I'm happy (laughs) because some people had a really bad time. So. But yeah. it was, our set was great. It, it everything was running smooth, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, Andrew McMahon was his gear was on stage. He was ready to go on when the tornado touched ground, and they obviously had to leave all their stuff and just got destroyed, which is brutal. Oh yeah, yeah. Tons of tons of gear was ruined, but um, you know, like you said if it happens consecutively at these kinds of festivals, maybe it's the the wrong time of year and maybe plan at a different time, you know, different season or whatever. Um, But, you know, the same thing kind of happened for when, when we were young in Vegas, right? Like that whole dust storm, it was like bonkers. How, you know, there was kind of that speculation over that festival where they're like, is this a real thing? Is it a real thing? And then watching from afar, people are like, oh, they just canceled because of dust. And it's like, maybe this isn't a real thing. Like, it was <laughs> definitely questionable. Um, but it, it was it turns very out there, unfortunate timing. Yeah, it turns out it was <laughs> yeah. legit just a dust storm. But the winds were crazy that day, too. Like, I, I remember seeing, like, stories from, like, um, from friends who would, co- like, post it on TikTok. And the winds were blowing, like, pretty heavy in Vegas that day, too. But uh, I guess like there was like some other shots where people were just like, it's not blowing at all. And I was like, where are you on the strip? Because if there's like a big building in front of you, you're not going to get the wind. But if you're like right there in between, like you're going to get the wind tunnel. Terrible. No, exactly. And like this time of year coming up now is when Vegas, when the weather turn like shifts to winter or fall winter, it's like violent like it lets you know like oh you wake up with a bloody nose there's shit all over my yard like like yesterday i li- i just i spent the morning uh putting like a new cover on our outdoor gazebo because the wind ripped ours in half it's Ooh. uh it's no joke so hopefully this year goes it is a little smoother for that but I'll, I'll say this i went to the the second day when we were young last year and for for being all the chaos of the day before like it was it ran so smooth like for especially for having the first day canceled like it 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 ran great no no problems like 
because you know like you're saying a lot of people anticipated there being like a bunch of problems people were calling it a potential fire fest and yeah they're 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 pros they did it right you know yeah when when like you know live nation is what it is like but it it is like a reputable name like you wouldn't think that live nation would put on something that would be a hoax or anything like that so I, I, and a lot of artists came out and and supported it so I, yeah. it was just kind of funny it was kind of just like oh this maybe is a, a, a hoax but um the coolest thing well, that did pop up of that whole thing though was kind of those shows that happened in small little bars around town that was the coolest thing i think of the whole weekend and i think even some happened with blue ridge i think uh i saw census fail ended up going to new brooklyn tavern which is in columbia south carolina like a super small venue and they did yep. kind of a pop-up show there so some cool things do come out of unfortunate circumstances for sure yeah you, i mean you just gotta gotta do what you can if you're there and able to at least you know yeah especially so, uh, if you're flying across the country and shit like that with all your oh, gear yeah. you might as well play a show right yeah absolutely so zach funny funny enough like for when you went to when we were young fest um how many like how many fans recognized you when you were out in the like kind of like walking around checking everything out or or were you kind of like like hiding under the radar a little bit uh we were in like the the the, the back area for yeah. a lot of it but i there was a bunch of bands i went out front to watch and like more people than I thought like recognize us because I mean most of our band was there too and a lot of yeah. the time we were hanging together and a lot of people were like why aren't you guys playing this and it it I it didn't feel like we'd be the right fit for that but I mean we we would but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, a a good a good amount um but it, it was a super fun show I got to watch the starting line which was sick yeah Oh yeah, starting line, armor for sleep, acceptance. I I think I'm gonna ones. pace my. I think I'm gonna pace myself this year though, and go like halfway through the day, so I'm still alive for when Blink plays. So yeah, I guess like being on the other side of a festival, like obviously you've played a million festivals at this point, but I think being like a guest at a festival, you you realize like they are a grind, especially for someone that's in there mid mid thirties. Yeah. It's a, it's a long day. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, like start to finish. Cause I think doors are at 10 and, uh, I, I was like at home in bed by the time my chemical romance would have finished their set, you know? <laughs> yeah. Too long, too long. <laughs> but no, that's a, it, it was a fun festival. Yeah. I, I I definitely had some FOMO and I still have FOMO like as they keep doing these, the, the lineups are so sick. It, it's definitely, you know, me being a early two thousands pop punk kid. Like yeah. that's, that's definitely the, the festival to go to, but Vegas isn't so easy to get to with, you know, a toddler and a family and a job. So just grown up problems. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I, I do want to talk like, um, you know, since we had you on um you know you just started to kind of dabble with playing like 
pick up hockey and, and kind of puck and puck and skate hockey. Um, have you stuck with it? Are you playing like in men's leagues now? And are you still playing some, some hockey? Yeah, I, uh, I actually played last night. I, nice. I'm on a, I'm on a beer league team with a bunch of friends here. Uh, fuck. I wish I had my Jersey up here. It's, it's actually really sick. Uh, <laughs> what's your team, what's name? The team name? Yeah the the slap squatch okay i like <laughs> that's it. pretty good it's pretty good yeah uh so uh, yeah we we play every wednesday um we play at cna which is the uh city national arena it's the golden knights practice rink nice which is like the nicest place i've ever skated <laughs> oh yeah uh, we got we had a 10 30 puck drop last night and we got absolutely fucking smoked <laughs> That's pretty but early it's been for a beer league, though. Ten thirty. Yeah, it's pretty early. My buddy plays at like eleven thirty, twelve sometimes. Eleven uh, twenty is the latest puck drop they do, but yeah, yeah, it's it's right there. Like if we when whenever we get an eight o'clock game, I'm I feel like blessed, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I get it. You know they have they have a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and like two weeks ago we had a. No, no teams were playing, and they didn't give us a reason why. But it was because they were filming all the the NHL promo stuff at the rink. Nice, that's sweet. Like, like the the Crosby uh, Bedard thing was at at that rink, and that's why they had it all closed off and roped off and everything. Interesting. Yeah, but I I play uh, our singer Vigil plays on the team too, like. It's just a bunch of friends from here. Steve from Census Fails on our team. Nice. Okay. Uh, our our buddy Tyler, who like started the team, he used to uh, sing for a band called Tear Out the Heart, a victory band. Oh, we've our, had Tyler our... on. Tyler. Oh Cash. yeah, yeah. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> we've had him on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I I would be surprised if you hadn't. But yeah, we all play <laughs> together. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. We got just totally smoked last night so next week you know yeah you, so you guys play do you guys play i don't anymore week? so here in charlotte north carolina carolina we only have one rink and it's in a suburb that's literally across the entire like city so it would be a good 50 minutes to an hour like so i'm in the northern suburb of charlotte and it's in the southern suburb so it would be a brutal commute and especially with the you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock puck drops. It just it's too late. Happen. Yeah. So yeah. I used to play when I lived on Long Island. Um, that's kind of where this whole podcast came to the life from. Um, so it, I do miss it. Um, but I, I ended up selling my gear and I, I think I might go back to playing like roller hockey. My, my town just built a outdoor roller rink and there's rumors that they're going to have like one or two adult leagues. So if that does happen, cool. then I would join that. But it'd probably be Do just you... hot as hell. <laughs> yeah. Hot, hot and humid. Uh, yep. Do you, do you play at all, Justin? No, I, uh, I'm just a fan. So I, I grew up in uh, Miami and we only had one ice rink. Um, surprisingly where I, where I grew up and my, uh, I was never went and I just, I became like a Panthers fan when I was young, young. 
And um, yeah, I never got the opportunity to play. But when I moved up here to where I'm in Orlando now, uh, I met my buddy, Mike, who actually plays on a couple of beer league teams. And um, he kind of like taught me the ropes, taught me how to use the stick, uh, kind of showed me like a little bit of like, you know, how to be able to like actually aim at the net, how to be able to control a puck control. And um, <laughs> we did it all in my garage. So we had like a full net in the garage and we would just put on goalie gear and just shoot the shit out of each other. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. That's sick. Uh, we, we, we got another guy on our team. Uh, I don't know if you guys know him. He, his name is Nick. He uh, works for Sumerian records, but no, he, I don't he know him. like he just hit his like one year learning how to skate uh, anniversary. Oh, nice. Like he, he, he had never skated and now a year later he's like he's keeping up and playing pretty like playing well in the beer league. That's dope. And, yeah, we're so just, it's never too late. We're just gonna have every member of the slap squatches on the podcast in the next <laughs> like few months because you're just dropping all these names that we're like, I didn't know they played hockey. I didn't know they played hockey. No, I knew Steve I, played I, hockey. I thought like years and years ago there was a video, I think like Maybe the NHL did put it out, or so, like someone put it out, and Steve was in it. And I was like, "Whoa, he's pretty sick at hockey." So I, I, he's good. been on my yeah, he's been on my radar. Yeah, and like when, his when... girlfriend or fiance is like the Vegas in-game host, right? Yeah, she she hosts all the games. That's dope. Nice. Yeah, they're they're a cute couple. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> dude, Steve's Steve's sick when when he's on D, he gets it. I'm I, I just scream go. Like I'll drop back, you go do your your magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what like, clip because it was like a bunch of dudes from the like alternative music scene playing hockey together, and like I think Bo from um, what's the name of the band? Uh, Bless the fall. fall. Bless the fall was in it. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a few yeah. of those guys in it. Yeah, that's. Sick. I've heard he's. I've heard he's very good as well. I, yes. I never. There's a lot of dudes who play like uh, we just toured with Under Earth too, and uh, Grant, their bass player, he plays too. Yep, uh, we've had Grant on. Good dude, good yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. It was, I had but, a lot of had a, a lot of fun with those guys. I was gonna say we, we had, had John bring from Point sp- North on not too long ago. Well, I was too, just going to talk about, about playing. <laughs> I know. Uh, well. If we're we're talking music, guys, Ken from Unearth, who he's an oh, yeah. dying now. He uh he came out to our our Worcester show, and he's he's always wanted to do a like a rock and jock like metal hardcore hockey game. So we have we have enough people, I guess now, and he's he's really sick. He's really good. Were you in he that? For, he did play for like UMass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but were you in that point north north uh, music video, safe and sound? No, like I know Vigil no. was, but you weren't in it. No, just just the singers. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I went back and like watched, and I was like, it's hard to tell because like some of the guys were wearing cages, and I was like, maybe that's him, and it was just hard to tell. And, and like the the shots were so quick moving that it was hard to to see who was in yeah. it and who wasn't. No, that was just vigil, and then a bunch of our like mutual friends and stuff from from California were in it too. But the video came out really cool. The song, yeah, it did. Too. 
Oh yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, we got we got to talk with John when the video was about to come out, and it was sick. Definitely love hockey themed music videos for sure. But oh yeah, yeah. So I, I guess let's talk a little Vegas because uh, you know when we reached out to you again, it was as you guys were going on that obviously historic run. And I was like, oh, you know, we should get you on. And then I was like, you know what? Let's not jinx anything. Like, let, let's wait and see how this plays out. And it yeah. played out the right way. So I guess walk me walk me through what, like, the city of Vegas was like during the whole run and, and kind of some highlights of them winning the cup. So you were talking about your FOMO with when we were young, right? Oh, yeah. I wasn't in Vegas for any of it. I left a week Oh, my before. God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I got to go to a few games of the series, uh, uh, but I missed the cup, and I, I missed all of it. I was in, I was in Europe, in Denmark, the, the night they won the cup. Nice. So... I mean, I'm just happy they won, but yeah, I, you know, selfishly was a little jealous that I wasn't able to go. Like all of my friends were at the game, saw it all in person, got to go to the parade. So uh, the the morning I woke up in Europe, I had like well over a hundred text messages, but I also <laughs> have like our our beer our beer league hockey chat and a bunch of stuff. Like it was like when you wake up on your birthday and it's just a bunch of messages, you know. But everything looked awesome. I, I think I'll be able to at least go to the home opener and see them raise the banner, which will be nice. I'll get like a tiny a little taste bit of it. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was that, that's real FOMO. And I, I feel I feel your pain, man, because honestly, the Islanders go on one of their most his, historic runs since I've been alive. And I wasn't on Long Island for it either. Like I was in North Carolina. And luckily I, I get to watch a lot of games with other Islander fans here. So it was like, not so bad, but still like I kept wishing I was back on long Island for those runs, you know, to the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the last games I could have gone to uh, against Dallas. It was like right before I left uh, we have four guys on our beer league team that uh, work for the Golden Knights. And like like tonight, there's a preseason game and they've given out probably 20 free tickets. And for that for that Dallas game, I had a guy go, hey, I can't make it tonight. I got two tickets. Who wants them? And someone beat me to it by like 30 seconds. <laughs> and those were, you know, those two tickets at that, that part of the series were probably – you know, 1500 bucks at minimum. So I, I missed that. And then I just kind of accepted that I wasn't going to, you know, I went, we flew over to Europe rehearse and then uh, drove up to Denmark for Copenhagen. So I was asleep in a parking lot on our bus when they won. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. So FOMO. Yeah. yeah, seriously, that that's some real FOMO. So, like, when you came back, did it still kind of like? Could you like feel that the city had like felt a little different? Like, it, it's hard to 
kind of describe it, but like it seems like Vegas has been all in on the Golden Knights. So like even though it might have been, you know, a couple of weeks after it, like did it still feel like they just did it? Well, I mean, I, I basically just kind of got back like a few weeks ago from everything. So I, I oh, only wow. had a few days. I only had a few few days here and there between all of this. But uh, I mean, yeah, even now it still feels like it. You know, everything has Stanley Cup champions. Everyone's always everyone here is always really pumped about the Knights. But like it's extra now, you know? Yeah. Like like it's on license plates. Everyone has the, the gear. Everyone's pumped. Everyone's excited for the, the next season. Yeah, you can you can you can feel it, and uh, you know I, I know the parade was sick. Carlson made like <laughs> the most hilarious, sick, iconic speech. You know, <laughs> just hammer drunk. That I think best. that's like the best part of like expansion teams. We've talked about it before a couple times on the podcast, but I Vegas is one of those teams. Same thing with like the Hurricanes and like a couple of other teams who were able to like win the cup in their first few years of inception. Um, it's and huge. So important. It's, it's so important to keep that drive going for that team, especially with Vegas. It's a little bit different because that's their first professional franchise for the city, you know, and it's just cool seeing that, that championship getting one uh, over there where it's like so much different than like the, when the Canes won it, like people really don't care about the hurricanes as much but you go to Vegas, like Zach said, like you see like golden night stuff everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even, even more now. And I, I know like during the, the end of the series, like, and, and, you know, uh, the night they won, like every, every casino, every, everything that had an led screen was golden nights that, you know, yeah, the, the city loves it. And, you know, I know it's, it, the the team is special to a lot of the people who have lived here forever, especially yeah. after what happened in you know October of 2017. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a big thing. People love it here. It's a great atmosphere. I I actually declined tickets tonight to go see Parkway, uh, but it's just preseason still, right? It's preseason. It's only the Avalanche. It's not gonna be. Yeah. Uh, but it's like you know, that special. We had uh, probably the quote of the preseason come out of Vegas with Stone, you know, just totally <laughs> talking trash about. I don't even know the dude's name because he's probably not going. Like, truly, he's probably not going to make the NHL. Um, but what a what a line! Like, yeah, I won't see him again. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm paraphrasing, was, but it was I, great. Uh, he was like, I was out there looking for uh, talented guys, you know, <laughs> as part of his quoted uh, little, little petty and side handed, but I, which I love. Yeah. I think that's what makes hockey hockey though, is those chirps, like, like the, the consistent digging and just like, 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 yeah, you're not, you're not anything. Until you prove it. Yeah. It, uh, his, his quote felt like a beer league quote, but on, on, on the big, the big scale. Yeah. And I, I thought it was comical, obviously. And what, a, what a comeback. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, you're kind of like forgetting where you came from, right? A little bit like, you know, the, the guys yeah. grinding to try to make, you know, a name for himself and 
those are the the glue guys on the team, right? Those are the guys that might only play seven or eight minutes a game, but they're so important in the locker room and everything like that. And, you know, the, the road to, to even get to that point is so long and difficult that, you know, you kind of got to respect him at the same time. Like, you know, that, that was a little disrespectful, but you know, I, I guess it goes both ways. And the hit, really wasn't dirty like it was a pretty clean hit it it was a clean hit that just it it looked dirtier than it was technically and it's yeah and it's going it's the captain you know everyone's emotional about it but you know if i was in that guy's position i don't i probably would have done this well i don't know if i would have done the same actually (laughs) (laughs) but you know it 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 does make i just don't get how like like everyone calls it a dirty hit when it really wasn't though no it was a, it was it was a clean hit it just was it was it was extra you know it felt extra but hey yeah if it was during a regular season game everyone would have been praising it would have been on the <laughs> well it was a highlight reel but not for like a sick reason <laughs> at least not here <laughs> yeah i think it was more of because you know obviously he's the captain and you got uh, probably AHLer taking a, a, de- a jab at their captain. So the nice thing to see, though, was literally the entire Vegas team came to his defense, even though he, he probably doesn't need it. Like, he can hold his own. But to see Vegas just, like, totally come to, to like, be in the scrap and everything was, was nice to see. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, he, he was – he had a pretty significant, I think it was a shoulder injury last year too. So I'm sure that was on the back of everyone's minds, you know? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. But But yeah, Vegas, Vegas loves the Knights, you know, they do. And I, I, as a hockey fan, I I love to see it. It's obviously a a bucket list place that I would love to go and watch the Islanders. And, you know, we, we, when we had you on three years ago, like Seattle didn't even play a game yet. Like it was still just like they were they were known wow. as the Seattle Kraken, but they didn't play a game yet. And then to see kind of how Seattle's embraced it, yeah. Um, it, it it's once again goes back to being pretty successful early on, like year two, winning a playoff series and getting the city kind of excited. Um, it is so important and hopefully. Seattle sticks with it and they, they can go even further because, you know, you look at the complete opposite end of the spectrum with the coyotes, like their first couple of years, they really, really struggled. And that's why they haven't really built a core fan base. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to see. I mean, I, I do kind of want to go down there for a game though, just because it'd be cool to see, an actual NHL game in such a small, small rink, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. I, I'm excited though. Like I was at the first, uh, like regular season Seattle game. It was in Vegas. Their, nice. their first one. Yeah. And that's who our home, o- home openers against, uh, uh, next week too. So are they trying to like pit you guys as rivals? Like, do you guys have a rival yet? <laughs> I mean, I, I would say, I mean, San Jose is, is 
the biggest rival, you know, as far as like fans go, teams go. Uh, how how do I put this where people won't hate me? Um, <laughs> the 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 people of Los Angeles don't love the Knights because of how new they are and how quick the success was. We've got a few uh, LA guys that play on our beer league team, and they're they don't like the wins. But uh, I, I would say San Jose is the rivalry, but it for sure feels like they're trying to set Seattle up to be, you know, with like, you know, first first game of the year again this this season too. Yeah. But it, I don't I don't think it'll I don't think there'll be a rival. You know, it's just a. a I think a those things kind of just happen organically, yeah, right? So, you know, you mentioned how San Jose has become kind of it, and I I think it just goes back to. Like, didn't you guys play them in the playoffs year one? And it was like pretty gritty, and and that's carried over. So I, I, I that yeah, makes sense that that carries over. Yeah, uh, you know, Evander Kane was a a big uh, spark plug for that. And then I'll, I'll say this: the Seattle games I've been to here, like the the fans from Seattle are just pumped to have a team, kind of like how Vegas was. You know, they're just like stoked to go to hockey games and stuff but when when it's san jose i i see a lot more chippy a lot everyone's a little more chippy in the stands you know so i would say that's probably the rival okay i love to see it love to see it's it it's funny reddit reddit saying that uh it's the avalanche or the wild and i'm like ah maybe the avalanche but i think san like a california team would be more of a rival than colorado yeah, I don't, I don't ever see that. But to be honest, at like, yeah. you know, I've, I've gone to games from both those teams, like here in Vegas, and it doesn't ever feel like that. The only one where I'm ever like, "Fuck, do we go tonight?" It's it's San Jose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, granted, okay. since Kane's not with them anymore, the games aren't as crazy, or, or you know, the ones I've been to at least. But uh, yeah. Not a lot of love from the the California teams overall. No. Yeah, it, it's just so like you know it comes down to ge- geography too a little bit, right? Like it wouldn't make sense necessarily for like you know the Minnesota Wild to to be your rival. It's kind of a little too far. Same with like you know the the New York Islanders aren't going to be the Vegas Golden Knight rival when we play like <laughs> twice yeah, a year. Yeah. So. I mean, a lot of the rivalry stuff is like geographic shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I love when Vegas is one, you know. Makes for fun on tour. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The shit talking. Yeah. Did, yeah, did you to, I, have a hard time? Like, obviously, the time zone is completely different when you were over in Europe when they went on the run. So, like, did you have a hard time catching any of the games, or were you able to just kind of watch highlights? How did that go? I, I, I had to watch highlights. Yeah, the yeah. one one of the uh, games I, I, I missed too. We were we were on like a a drive, and you know, phone service was pretty bad. I I like bought a better plan just so I could watch hockey. I bought a ton of data, and it still didn't work. Um, and then yeah, the the 
the the game they won the cup we we had a show the next day but well technically the same day the game started at like 3 a.m where we were and we had just kind of got over to europe we had been like doing setup stuff and kind of people were kind of day drinking all day and then it was bedtime and it was it was like do i stay up for you know another eight hours and then just be totally shot for the show and maybe watch it so i just decided i'd make sure i was fresh for the show day and i just accepted that i'll i'll wake up the next day and find out the news yeah i think that's kind of you know with the nhl playing that preseason game in australia i was just like how much of this can really like be sustained because the time zones is so like unrealistic for people in Australia and, and people in Europe to actually like be a diehard fan watching these games live where I think the opposite way, like with soccer, I think it works because the, the games when they're played over in Europe end up being at like nine or 10 AM here and like nine yeah. or 10 AM on a Saturday, a lot of people are, like it's not totally frowned upon to go to like a pub at 10 a.m. where no, not at all. Like you're you're trying to go to a bar at 3 a.m. Like that's that's, that's where all time, the mutant, yeah the mutants are coming out at that time. <laughs> yeah, put putting on your scarf and like you know like cool. I'm gonna have a couple day beers to watch soccer. Makes sense, but yeah, if you're if you're showing up at 3 a.m., that's like it's kind of disaster mode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know how much like the NHL can really make it over in Europe. Like, obviously, so many players come from there, but I don't know. Like, because they, they, it seems like the NHL is definitely trying the toy with getting outside of North America a little bit, and even like into some of Central America. I heard like they they were talking about that, and it's just like I don't know how this is gonna work. It, it, it'll be interesting to see but yeah i mean i i know like they're they're obviously like euro leagues but i've i don't think i've ever seen someone wearing like an nhl like logo uh, you know you don't see anywhere anyone wearing a new york rangers like hoodie over there or anything so i wonder i wonder how that is yeah i i agree i, I it's kind of wishy-washy at this point we'll see but I do yeah. want to definitely chat way more Ghost Inside and, and some more hockey. But before we do that, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So we're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take eight to two new offers every game this September. So football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensed partner of Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So, Zach, I do want to just quickly also talk about the Silver Knights because they weren't a team when we had you on back in, in 2020. So has Vegas also embraced them? I know it's like the suburb of Vegas, right? Henderson is the suburbs. So, like, do, do people go out to those games? Are people just as excited about them as well? Uh, people for sure support the, the, the silver Knights, like, but it's not, it's not a fan craze like the golden Knights are, you know, but they're the, the dollar loan center rink is also, it's brand new. It's super nice. I think it's like six to 8,000 seats or something like that, but it's always pretty full. Yeah. It's always like pretty full for the games. I actually, this year just went down there for the first time. It was for the the rookie faceoff, uh, Vegas and uh, Anaheim. That was my first time down there because it it is a pretty far drive. But yeah, the people seem to like, really, you know, care about the Silver Knights a good amount. Yeah, I, I think like having it so close can work in Vegas's advantage because. You know, you're going to get more of a family atmosphere going to those AHL games because they're typically more affordable. And that's where you can, yeah, where you can do more of like a grassroots grown of your fan base. So it made sense that they put it there. Um, the The whole like name being so similar was kind of confusing. And like even the, the jerseys are pretty similar. Obviously, they're silver, but like there, there's definitely some similarities there. Um I, I was just curious if people were buying in on, on them too. Yeah, I, I would say people do. And like kind of to your point, you know, that, that rink is uh, like, like T-Mobile arena is like on, on the strip in the heart of the chaos, like pretty oh, yeah. wild. And the, the dollar loan center one is a little further away, like a little more parking, you know, you can like walk your family in there and not worry about seeing someone like puking on the street. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it's a super nice place. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I definitely have a sweet spot for minor league hockey. I try to go <laughs> as often as possible here in, in uh, Charlotte. Uh, it was pretty cool. Actually, when Seattle first got its team, they didn't have an affiliate yet. And, I, I think they do now. It's like Palm Springs, right? Or something like that, which is crazy to think. Like, that's probably... I, I think so. The best AHL spot to be. Like, those guys are just winning the lottery, getting drafted by Seattle and playing there. Um, yeah. But for the first year, they were actually... Charlotte was Seattle's affiliate. So it was kind of cool to see some of their prospects and games. It was, And they even had, like... Um, I think on one of the shoulder patches, like the Seattle logo, which is kind of cool. That's sick. Yeah. I I love the Seattle logo and color scheme. Yeah. 
it, they they definitely nailed it with that one. Um, yeah, the whole presentation, like in-game presentation, I heard is just absolutely sick too. Like they really embrace the local music scene, and they have like local bands playing every once in a while in the arena, and it, it that's just awesome. is cool to hear that the people that like are in the suits also kind of get that the, the music scene is pretty important in Seattle. Yeah. It makes sense there, you know? Yeah. So now that things have opened up, have, has like Vegas caught on that you guys are kind of in the, in the area? Have they reached out to see if there could be any collaboration with you guys? Uh, so Tyler, uh, has, has kind of introduced, uh, he introduced me to a few of the people who work for the team who make those those calls, and we're kind of hoping we we have some new music that'll be coming out soon soonish. So we're we're kind of hoping to make that that connection. Okay. Uh, but you know, a lot a lot of people from bands are starting to move here now too. So there's a there's a lot of a lot of music here. A lot of people are like leaving LA and some people from Nashville now too. So I, I hope we get that connection. We'd love it. Uh, I've, I've met a few of the people who would make that call, but it was like, you know, they, it, it, it was playoffs of last year. So they weren't thinking about anything but the team, you know, do but, they have like a tailgate kind of set up where, you know, before a game, they sometimes have like, an outdoor stage because I know Tampa does that. Uh, I even think like Edmonton Oilers do that. Um, so do they have like a, a tailgate kind of thing going? Yep. They, they do uh, in the the plaza right outside the arena. They, they, every home game, they have a, a stage set up and, you know, like the marching band and uh, cheerleaders and all of that. And they, they do have uh bands play sometimes but it's usually djs uh play. and then like i know during the the final series like steve aoki was djing it and stuff like that and uh so it's it's either like you know a band like a cover band who plays on the strip or you know steve aoki there's not a lot of in-betweens <laughs> You guys, That's you guys should just push for "Earn It" to be the uh, the walkout song for the nights. I think that is like the hype up song of hype up songs right now. I would love that. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I think that would emotionally cripple our singer. But uh... <laughs> uh, who cares? The nights. I mean, but the, I would the, love the, it. Big. I mean, Los Angeles got their chance already. The Kings already got their dynasty done. I can't comment on that. They'll hate me. <laughs> but uh, we're 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 hoping for that connection, you know. Uh, uh, we've also talked about going out to to do the siren before one of the games. So hopefully, now that we're home, we'll be able to go do that sometime because that'd be sick. Oh yeah, absolutely, and. You know, you, you got on NHL's radar. We we had Dylan Cooper on last episode who was responsible for that post that just was like heavy music, handshake hockey. And, you know, yeah. what an epic post. Like, yeah, you, you I, I 
it took a lot of digging to figure out who was behind that. But like once we found out, like it makes sense. Like he's he is in the trenches in the Toronto music scene and like he gets it. So cool to know that there's someone like on our side behind the scenes with the NHL. So you never know. Yeah, that's that that was really awesome. I mean, that day, like opening Instagram and seeing NHL tagged you in a post was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had you and Vigil in the same post. Yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised. I I figured they would have just done him. I didn't know, but apparently, uh, like our bass player Jim did a photo. He didn't wear a jersey in the photo though, which was part of what they asked for. But yeah, it was cool that we were able to get two teams and two two photos up there. Now I heard they sent all of you a sticker. So can we talk about this sticker? Did you actually get it? I did. Yeah. Is it just like the NHL like crest or, or what, what kind of sticker did they send? No, it was just, it was just a, a where is it was just a, a Golden Knights logo. Oh, it was okay. just like. It was like a sticker pack that had like one of each, like the, like the, the sheet, like the, the swords one. And then the, the helmet one, which was very nice of them. I would have been happy to go, to go buy, buy one, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they should have done yeah. the, I got tagged by the NHL on the internet and all I got was this shitty sticker. <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> there it that is. Been good. All right. All right. Better than nothing. And like you said, the the coolest part is that you woke up and just saw that you were tagged by the NHL. Like, that's what's up. Yeah. And no, and with was, a lot of your really friends, cool. I'm, you know, obviously with a lot of your friends from the scene, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know uh, Grant took a photo, too, but I don't think they ended up using his. Oh, I did see that. He, I think he posted it like, oh, this was the photo that should have been in that one. <laughs> no love. No love for the Bolts. I know. <laughs> to be fair, Vegas-wise, I it was a good time for me to, to get that opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's but, that's really cool. To, you know, the, the, the crossover is, is so huge. And, you know, hopefully the NHL, like with people like Dylan and there, there's a few others that we've had on here with them kind of just bringing it to light and letting people know about this crossover, um, you know, would open up doors for more bands po- possibly playing, you know, in arenas or having their music played and just reaching new younger fans. And, and that's what we hope for. Right. So Absolutely. It, it's, it's sick that, you know, there are people kind of grinding it for us. And, you know, we've had some of our friends get to play in the arena, like our, our buddies in calling all captains played like before an Oilers playoff game. And that was sick. And there was like thousands of people seeing them in their hometown, like so sick. And, you know, that's incredible. Yeah. They're not like a massive band. Like obviously they're a band grinding it. So for them to get that opportunity is super cool too. Yeah, hopefully it, it, it keeps up, you know? Yeah. Amen. So I Shout guess... Out to, you know, to Dylan for that that connect, you know? That was, that was cool of him to do. Yeah, and, you know, his his band is fucking heavy too, man. Pneumonia Breath is no joke. Like, 
when he was like, yeah, I'm also in a band. And we actually just played our first show. And I was like, oh, let me check this out. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> like, yep, this guy definitely yeah. likes They're heavy super music. super heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're super heavy. You sent me the, the link. Yeah. Good stuff. And just, Good stuff. And just having Mike from The Devil Wars Prada on, like, your first release, too, is just sick. Yeah. I I wonder that. I mean, that had to have been a hockey connect for yeah, that 100%. right there, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm be seeing those guys in a couple weeks here. So, busy, yeah. Busy know, month for Vegas. I, I did want to kind of just chat what, what the ghost, ha- ghost Inside has cooking for the rest of 23 and 24. So, you have your annual, like, birthday bash, you guys are calling it, right? Like, that's year two yeah. of it in San Diego. That's in November, right? Uh, yep, November 18th this year. We, we basically are just trying to do it the weekend or as close to the weekend of the, the date of our uh, bus accident every year. Yeah. And this year is going to be is going to be really kick ass. We're at Soma and it's Drain, Gideon, Texas in July. No bragging rights. We're going to have like uh, some some food trucks and like every year we do like a, a fan fest thing where Last year we did like a guitar clinic where we like went through our rigs and played a few songs and then we auctioned some stuff off. And this year we're not able to do that, but we're going to do like a a VIP thing. And uh, last year we donated all of the proceeds from that to a local animal shelter. Nice. And this year we're, we're doing all the, uh, all the proceeds from the fan fest, uh, living the dream foundation. So it's going to be fun. Uh, it'll be cool because we haven't we haven't played San Diego, uh, you know, since before all of that happened. So that'll that'll end end the year for us as far as shows go. And is it actually on the beach? No, that's just the theme, but it's pretty close. Okay, it's pretty close like, to the beach. That one in Atlantic City, they they like have. A stage right on the beach uh, i forget what fest maybe it was adjacent festival it was right like on the beach and i was like that's oh, atlantic city yeah yeah stone pony yeah exactly oh that place kicks ass we we just played that stage with under oath and yeah you can see the water from from the stage awesome. and you like get the sea breeze it's such a cool vibe yeah uh, have you have you got to play like the jones beach amphitheater on long island uh no wait uh we did warp tour there but we didn't we didn't play the actual amphitheater we were on a stage in one of the like parking lots yeah i like i never realized how special of a place that was like because it was just kind of like the local spot where you know like the kind of the bands your mom and dad like played there and and yeah not too many bands that i was too interested ever played there um but being up in like the higher sections, you can literally see the Atlantic Ocean and this, like you said, the sea breeze coming off. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that, that place kicks ass too. Uh, yeah, I mean, and as we get older, I love sitting down and watching a show oh from a distance. Oh, it's yeah. so sick. It's, the it's best my favorite. thing ever. <laughs> I was, I was ever. Just talking. I was talking about that to somebody because uh, Warp Tour when it used to be down in like actual Miami, it used to be right next to where the, the heat play in American airlines arena. 
and it was like in this beautiful park and it was like literally right on the water and i remember i was like i think the last warp tour i ever saw there there was a side stage that was literally like right on the water essentially like you were probably like 20 yards from like falling off of the the dock into the bay and um i just remember it dies today was playing and it was such a sick breakdown and they got everybody to do a circle pit and there was just a cyclone that just started on the water just because it was heavy that's... rain outside and we were just like that's pretty metal dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're, you're like how did you get a water cyclone as production what did you how do you how do you <laughs> yeah. work that how out? did you do this it is 2007 sir how how was this technology created <laughs> weather <machine>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck pyro. We needed water cyclones. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very specific Gosh. like arena to play too. It's like you have to be by the water at any time so that the weather machine can set off the cyclones. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But so, yeah, so we're we're not on the beach this year, but we're close. Uh that'll that'll be the last show of the year for us and uh we do have some pretty cool plans for next year. I can't quite say what they are, but uh, when will this episode come out? Next week. So yeah, you don't have to spill the beans if you if you can. But uh, short, not not long after this episode's out, you'll hear what our the the start of next year looks like for us. But we're gonna nice. now that we know we can tour tour again. We're gonna we're gonna keep it going. You know. Hell yeah! Love to hear that. Because, yeah, like, you know, when we had you on three years ago, you guys were, like, testing the waters. You were like, yeah, we'll see, like, how these festivals and, and, and things like that go and, and see how much, like, touring we want to do. So it's it's beautiful to hear that you guys were, you know, had some successful runs since then and want to get really back out that are out there a little more. Yeah, it's, it, it, it you know, last year we did – seven shows over like a two week span with the day to remember. And that was the, the first time we were on a bus again. Um, you know, those guys like made it work to have us out for, for those shows. It was a day to remember, uh, bear tooth, bad omens and, uh, and us like on select dates. And that, that was kind of the first, like, you know, testing the waters out and then, it went so well that we were like, Hey, we got a tour now. So we, we set this year up and like, you know, not to like jinx us, but like everything went pretty smooth. We had little hiccups here and there, you know, there's some stuff we have to like think about a little bit differently than we did before, as far as like accessibility or how many shows in a row we can play before we like hit our physical collapse. Like, our, our bodies can't do it anymore. And I feel like we, we figured all that out. And like, to your point, when we talked last, we were doing like only one-off shows basically. And we basically did that month in Europe. We had a couple days off. Then we did like five weeks. So we did some festivals and we did the tour with under oath. And uh, the last show of the tour actually uh, was supposed to be outside in Santa Ana, but the Hurricane Hillary was just getting close to California. So we had to move that show from outside into House of Blues. And since we sold, you know, more tickets than House of Blues can hold, we did two shows in a day. 
nice. we we did oh a matinee God. show <laughs> that's that's how we ended our our like 70 something day run of shows was with two shows <laughs> on the last day <laughs> so after that we were like wow i guess we fucking can do this we we did more shows today than we used to do in a six month span you know and they both kicked ass and that's how we we closed out the tour so yeah it's great that we can do this again and people have been supportive and understanding and it's fun to do you know play these cities and places we haven't been in so long yeah and another like crazy weird thing that a lot of us didn't think about until we were on stage is that we we finally successfully completed our uh west texas to new mexico drive and we played new mexico nice all right so yeah so like post pandemic the music scene is definitely different and metal music and heavy music has come out like on top it it seems like it's getting bigger than like it ever has been and are, are you seeing that too like are you seeing a difference in the sizes of crowds post pandemic versus like you know pre-pandemic like it, it, it at least from like being a fan it just seems like these like hardcore shows are bigger and bigger than they've ever been i mean i would say heavy music is doing just fine right now the only thing yeah. that's probably beaten it might be country uh but you know for for example uh i just went and saw the motionless and white knock loose tour uh last week here in vegas and it was at the the virgin which is like a i think it's like a 4500 cap room which is big you yeah. know and that was i think sold out it looked sold i'm pretty sure it was sold out and tonight i'm seeing parkway at that same place and then bad omens will be at that place like like yeah heavy music is is doing great you know i it's it's really cool to see yeah for sure well Zach, man, I, I truly appreciate you coming back and kind of filling us in. And it, it's a bummer that we, we couldn't talk like crazy parade stories and, and you know, the, the sick run that Vegas went on. But we feel your pain, man. But, you know, at least you were doing something cool. Like you weren't going to like a baby shower or something like at least you were playing some sick festivals in Europe. Yeah, that's that's very true. So the, the show that we played where I, I missed the the cup. This this is a crazy quick fact. Uh, Motley Crue played on a stage. Then we played on the, the stage next to it. Then Def Leppard played after us. Shit. Which is cra- crazy. So when you think you're about right. It, yeah. at, least, at least I missed the cup in Vegas, but got to play sandwich between a few bands like grew up listening to, you know? Was it still Mick Mars playing or was John Five playing at that point? Uh, John Five was yeah, nice. And That's did you get to go to? to did you get to go to Tommy Land? <laughs> no, because <laughs> we talked to uh, Cone from Sum Forty One, and I guess they did a tour with Motley Crue. Like I didn't even know that, and he was like, "Yeah, we would just like go to Tommy Land every night." <laughs> I was just like, "You don't even have to describe it. I already know what Tommy Land must be like." <laughs> I yeah I'm I'm sure it was a a different fenced off area I was like you know that's that's for them oh yeah 
And I was, I, w- I was like happy about the cup winning thing, but I also was like kind of sad too because I missed it. <laughs> but the, the show kicked ass. I love it. But uh, well, maybe we'll do. Maybe if I see a cup win, we'll do this again. Another couple of years. <laughs> hey, you know who you, knows? It could be this year. Could be a back to back situation. Tampa did it. You know, it could happen. I, I, that's 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 exactly what I thought. I was like, next next one, I'll I'll be there for. <laughs> Amen. Well, dude, we truly appreciate you coming and hanging again and super excited to to see what the ghost inside has cooking for 2024. And hopefully it's a bigger and better year and, and more and more shows and more and more festivals for you guys. And, you know, Vegas yeah. keeps crushing it, man. So thanks yeah, again. I hope so. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to meet you, Justin. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure, man. You guys are a fucking inspiration. So anytime thank thank you we're gonna if people keep coming to shows we're gonna we're gonna keep playing them you know amen Amen. unless unless vegas could win the cup i might have to miss a show that's fine that's 100 okay to cancel a show because (laughs) vegas is is, is in a cup run they can they can do a couple shows without me you know yeah yeah just throw back track up i don't know we we heard you're you're the man behind the breakdowns i i think a lot of people will be a little upset without the breakdowns well, as long as the singer's there, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, well, have a great night at the show, man, and we'll keep in touch. But thanks again. Cool. Peace yeah, out. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Yep. See ya. Bye. What a killer interview with our buddy Zach Johnson from The Ghost Inside. And that takes us to our favorite segment, The Prospect Report, where we feature one band a week from our Pop Punk Prospect Report playlist, which features artists that currently have less than 20,000 monthly streams. And we use this as a chance to give them a platform to get their music out because we think it's pretty rad. And if you like Bar Down Breakdown, you probably think it's pretty rad as well. So the feature artist for this week is Cedar Green. Cedar Green is a punk-inspired pop rock band that was founded in 2013 around Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Influenced by the likes of Blink-182, Paramore, and the All-American Rejects, their sound combines contemporary pop-punk hooks with melodic radio undertones. Million Dollar Question, Moonstruck, and Town Call Tipsy, all available in 2023, Cedar Green brings electric personality and passion to their songs. Torn North America and putting out music for over a decade, featuring Ryan Holzer, Joe Volpe, Harley Butts, Quentin Fernandez. And this is Cedar Green, The Million Dollar Question. Sit back and enjoy.
Running the high, never ready 